So we have <laughs> Sheepdog Rest Stop number five with Kurt Doolittle. <laughs> Sheepdog Rest Stop. Oh, that's really good. I like that's that. good, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So we're on this long road trip. We're meeting a bunch of sheepdogs and propertarians in real life, which is, I think, at the heart of this connection that we're wanting. Uh, and everybody wants to know each other personally. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I know a lot of people want to know you personally. And well, we have that many more people to disappoint. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know what? So, am I anything in person like? Or you probably know me too well, though. I, I think I know you pretty well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, I'm not like in person like I am online, right? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big bear hugger <laughs> and funny and cracks up. No, it's um, still witty, definitely, still verbose in a good way. Yeah, I think it's this one of the heart of the thing is you got to this operational level where you want to see both scale and limit, and it's a term that I don't even have particularly down. But it's kind of at the essence of your work. Am I right? Like disambiguation limits and scope. Yeah, full accounting. Yeah, full accounting. Um, how did you do that? How did? How is that from math? Is it from trying to put all these pieces together? What the heck? Well, I developed it over a long time, right? And so I understood. Um, uh, I understood uh, logical, empirical, and then when I understood operational which was, I understood what was wrong with praxeology and what was wrong with Pop and Rothbard, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I got that from mathematics and physics. I got a lot from math. I mean, math, from operationalizing math, I got a lot from math. Um, the uh, rest came relatively slowly as I tried to say, well, once you operationalize, what else happens? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I, most of it I got from when you're working with uh, economics, what are the lies they tell in economics? And so I was just trying to say, how do I, how do I stop all these lies, right? In right. economics, well, the biggest one in economics is uh, is cherry picking. In other words, it's not fully accounting right. for uh, transfers uh, or tr whatever transfers are going on, or fully accounting for changes in capital. So that's where I got uh, full accounting from. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> scope and limits I got from Karl Popper and uh, understanding what his, where he was making his mistake uh, was that he, wasn't, he was uh, trying to create an ideal and I was trying to get down to the real. Mm -hmm. So I just said, well, uh, you know, is, is, uh, is it really true that uh, if you go from uh, Newton to Einstein that Newton was false? Well, operationally, no. Everything you do with it is false. The story is true. Is the story false? Well, the story's false because we he didn't specify limits. But if you specified the limits, then Newton's not false. Right? There you go. Yeah. If you go to Einstein, Einstein's clearly breaks down at some certain point. So we just don't know the limit. We can't say that limit yet because we can't quite get it yet. We don't yeah. know what it is yet. Right. But if you, on that sense that Newton, uh, you know, Aristotle, you know, he was trying to get it, but he, he, he had no language for it. Um, so you say, well, within what limit is, well, the limit of the knowledge they had at the time, he did pretty well with the limit, 
Newton had at the time, he did pretty well with the limit. Einstein did at the time, and for whoever figures out the last bit here, you know, that's their, their, their they'll have expanded the limit. So you, when you say, are you making a truth statement, say what the limits are. Don't right. uh, don't pretend that you have a greater scope of knowledge than you do. Right. So, I mean, the, then the hard part was warranty. How do you conduct warranty? Well, that turned out once I had all the rest of that figured out, I, I could come up with warranty. Um, and then law supplies the rest of it, which is uh, one of the limits of warranty, which is I can't really take an action that I can't pay restitution for. There it is. That was the one I was looking for. And, uh, that's and you have less. people that are trying to take action that there's no way they could warrant. They can't pay restitution. They can't pay restitution for it. And so what they're really doing is they're experimenting at your and my expense. Right. And the difference is we have more knowledge or more, uh, either more knowledge or lower uh, tolerance for having the theft of us, and they're making use of people's ignorance to get away with it. Yeah. But what I wanted to get clear on is around the operational was about how the thing being defined can change form, i.e., it is ice, it is water, it is steam. Am, am I getting that right? That some, in, at operationally, at some point, based on scales of limits in this, the, the term can change, or is that... Well, I just don't know which of the. T I have. You're bringing to mind ten things. I don't know which of the ten things you're trying to get me to answer. I, I'm, I'm trying to get that uh, from my research on trying to get these truth tests together. And when I got to the idea around operational, is it operationally defined that uh, something uh, can change forms? I would call that the disambiguate. Uh, operation is the actions you take. Uh, the forms are the series, the spectrum, the disambiguation. And you do that all the time. You do right. disambiguation. You do, right. you I do disambiguate it into states, spectrum. right? Whatever right. that is, and operations change state. What operations are necessary to change each so state? So operations are specifically the actions that are taken. Right. An okay. operation is an action. A state is a condition okay. uh, over time. So, I mean, you know, the time in which uh, ice, uh, dry ice in particular goes to steam, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. And the time that water ice goes to uh, steam is quite a bit different. There's right. a, a long time also difference there. You have to disambiguate those, yeah. So you have to disambiguate those. So what I tell people is just make sure you have created, you've disambiguated whatever it is you're talking about and don't use what we want to use, which is ideal types. Comes back around to cherry picking. Uh, yeah, because then you can complain. So I pick an ideal type. Right, that yeah. that I'm using at this point in the spectrum, right. then I pick, then I equate it to an, a thing that is up in this part of the spectrum, and those right. two things aren't equal. There you but go. that's yeah. most of what happens. I totally. mean, if we look at what most people play against, is idealism or ideal types, right. uh, rather than uh, creating a, cur a, a a series or a curve right. and saying and saying, well, we're comparing apples and apples instead of apples and oranges, or in this case, we're comparing dry ice and ice, right, <laughs> right, right. which have different have different states in between them. Yeah. So yeah. I think the the hard part. Uh, I mean, the, the reason it's easier for me is because I spent so much time programming, and programming is very operational. Yeah. You know, it, in mathematics, I mean, people don't. This is why I'm so pissy about geometry and programming and and, and actions because the reason the the uh, the Greeks figured it out is engineering, right? And the reason the uh, uh, Babylonians and the Persians didn't, they figured out algebra instead, is because algebra is basically words, and uh, geometry is measurements. Right. And so this is magic, 
and this is action, right? And so this is what Descartes did, is when Descartes came together, he created the uh, grid system. He said, oh, we can do algebra with geometry, now we can get rid of algebra as verbalism again. And so we don't teach everything as geometry, which is what gets us out of the problem of magic speech. Does it matter? Um, I'm sorry, am I going too far afield? Or? No, no. We just have Maddie joining us. She's going to maybe chime in. She'll add uh, questions if she like. I can also edit sections. I usually cut out any gaps or noises or whatever. I like these better. It's so funny when I do the courseware. Yeah. It's so hard for me to have no one to talk to. I mean, it, it was, it's so easy <laughs> if I just have it because in my head what happens is I can talk to you and I can think about what you're thinking yeah. and I can say, how do, am I going to make this Right. For you. Sense and right? And what happens though is when I'm talking to the machine, I start talking to myself. Yeah. And it always comes out. It's terrible. Yeah. And and so uh, you know, I think it gives the wrong impression to me because on stage I'm like I am right now. Yeah. Right? This is me on stage because I have you to interact with. Like if I was whenever I go on stage, I go into the audience before I go on stage and I just talk to random people. Right. And ask them how they're doing, what they want to hear, etc. Because then when I get up on stage, I know who I'm talking to. Right? And the problem I have with uh, with not having an audience is that's what I feel I don't. That's that's why I want to move back to a city, uh-huh. is so I can produce material with people around who can. Now there's nobody here. I mean, we're in a city right now, but I live in the woods, right? And and, and there's nothing but old people <laughs> and people with room temperature IQ. <laughs> So, uh, you know, so that's why I, uh, what I want to get, I like this. Or that it comes out fast. What? There, there's a level of excitement because it's like you're not talking to yourself and you're just, you know, streaming it very quick. Well, you know, when you talk to yourself, at least to me, the, the, the level I talk at, the, the, I don't go to each step. Right. I, I mean, I don't even think that way. I have to work to break it down into the steps. Yeah. So I think about it in these leaps and then I don't, nobody follows me. Well, that's what happens when I'm, doing the courseware unless I record it and then I say wow that was really terrible I mean I gotta make this for everybody and then I do it again and the third time about I get it about right yeah, yeah. but if I had an audience this is what I wanted my original plan was like the studio we had in Ukraine mm-hmm. I would have the studio I would bring in five people have an audience have and just teach it standing up like I normally would and that would create the right environment the other thing is I want the I want the questions yeah you know, I like it when people say, well, that doesn't make sense to me, or what did you just say? Right. Or uh, what about this case? Or does that mean it's like this? You know, that, that, that makes it so much easier for the audience to learn. So my head is basically, it's somewhere between programming and math. Yeah. It doesn't translate verbally well without a person. I hope I'm not boring you with that detail. So a couple of things I definitely want to talk with you while we're here. Um, I think I want to just frame this as biggest problems and biggest solutions. That sound good? Biggest problems and biggest solutions, okay. Yeah. So, you came out strong, suppress lies, punish parasitism. Is that right up at the top of biggest problems? I was very angry. Yeah. Um, Justice has been made. I was extremely angry. Once I figured out what was going on, yeah, um, I got very angry, and so uh, I went from anger to 
conviction, to you know, a, resolu to a resolution, <laughs> to a determination, to plan, to action, to working it through, and I'm never going to give up. I mean, so yeah. I, I just went through that sort of sequence. But um, you know, I, I I was sitting there. It's 90, 19, the Iraq War. There uh, the first no the it's again the, the Iran not the Iran Iraq or the the first war, Desert Storm, and I'm listening to the TV people, and I'm really frustrated because conservatives and libertarians are getting crushed mm -hmm. because all the Democrats do is get on there and just say uh, talking points, and they, right. they don't answer any questions. As you said, the cherry-picking, the idealized, whatever. Was crap, you know, with yeah. one lie after another, which is right. what they do, right? L lie and deny, right? Um, or or moral uh, gossip, rally, shame, moralize, uh, deny, and lie, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the, the sequence that they use because... You know, their view is is that we're an extended family, and our view is we're a bunch of families cooperating, right? right. Uh, we're not an extended family. A higher resolution. Yes. And so, um, uh, I so I said I said I'm going to put out a, uh, a a language of ethics and politics. You know, in other words, a value neutral language of ethics and politics that will allow us, you know, libertarians and conservatives, to speak the truth about what it is that's our uh, group evolutionary strategy. So this was your call to action. That was my call to action. Well, I originally call was to adventure, call to action. I hit this thing because I lived in a, I had a difficult childhood, uh, and so I just thought everybody was rather stupid. Um, it's really horrible to be like that, actually, because you realize you you go you're a child and you want you, all these parents are in charge, these adults are in charge, and you just you just feel like you need to help them because they're desperately incompetent. Right? And, and so, uh, but you don't know enough to make them confident. So your best thing is just to not cause them too much trouble. I mean, I really thought like that. Yeah. And so, uh, I grew up thinking artificial intelligence was right would be okay, the thing. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I worked on, and uh, that's why I get computers, whatever. And um, and so I just assumed the answer would be there, and it's not. By the eighties, early eighties, I'm like, oh wow, this is gonna. You know, be a lot longer. This is going to be a really long problem. It's the yeah. same thing happened to me with high school and physics. I was studying physics, and I'll be a, I'll be a physicist, and then I, then I encounter what's still today called the, the, the light problem, you know, the uh, light split problem, and I'm like, okay, well, that's going to take trillions of dollars and a hundred years to solve, right? And I can't do that. So then I moved on to artificial intelligence. Maybe I can do that, and. Then I got into college and I went into art school and I realized that was actually where the death was because that was history. Right. And then uh, when I got out of school, I said, well, that doesn't make any money, so I'm going to go work in technology, run businesses and create software. And uh, then, uh, but once I got into that quite a ways, I understood the severity of this problem because mm -hmm. you could see it. You could see it and I was writing propaganda for the right, uh, for conservatives, you know, mm -hmm. through college and stuff. And uh, wrote this thing called the Liberty Papers. It was just, you know, explain. Um, so uh, that call to action was what flipped me. And then once I understood what was going on, it just made me angry. Yeah. And so and then I became dedicated. By '96, by '90, '96. Uh, I don't remember. By 2006, I had a first draft, and it was terrible. <laughs> By 2009, I had another. It was less terrible. Uh -huh. By 2014, I had the answer, but I wasn't. There was no way anybody was going to read it or understand it. So that's when I sort of came out and I said, I have to work in public because I need to turn this into normal language. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing. You've been doing that. Does that make sense? It does.
Yeah, I can. I, I see the progression. I see the solid call to action. And, and you know, people. And I know it's not, it looks like online, but I mean, the 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 the, the, the systemic approach I took of solving each of these problems in order from metaphysics and you know, existence all the way through to you know the hard problem religion. I mean, I just did one at a time in yeah. order. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, four, five. Now the heart of the work is getting towards law. Law 103, it's yes. to reestablish the courts, like a major reconfiguration. Aristotle writes the first real constitution, the Athenian constitution. If you read it, it's freaking genius. Yeah. I don't know why we don't study that. Uh, first and foremost, that is ethics and everything else, but that's his real thing. Then you get to R. Jefferson. Right? And Jefferson and those guys, whatever. The founding fathers put together this constitution, and it's better. The problem is it's fragile, as right. we can see, because it's fragile to, it's fragile because they, 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 they didn't articulate the basis, which was natural law. They didn't right. articulate the Reciprocity is not mentioned. And then you didn't get to, and so all I feel like I have done is I, I tried to finish that program by making the strictly constructed, algorithmically expressible, formal logic of natural law or reciprocity. And I just feel like I've completed that project, but we're able to complete that project because economics isn't a theory anymore, it's evidence. Democracy isn't a theory anymore, it's evidence. Human cognition isn't a theory anymore, it's evidence, right? Human genetics aren't a theory anymore, they're evidence. So, you know, people don't think of programming as another kind of mathematics, like an evolution of mathematics, but it is. So, we didn't have programming before. So, we didn't have all these bits of knowledge. We didn't have the early 20th century where Mises failed, and Brewer failed, and Brueggemann failed, and they all, and, and frankly, Hayek failed, and they failed together on the same goddamn problem, which was they could, they knew, they all felt something was wrong. It was, they, did, they, they found operationalism, but they thought it was proof instead of falsification. <laughs> right? They're they, trying to go via positiva. They were trying to go via positiva. Yeah. Well, then you get Popper comes along, and he, he sort of does a half-assed job of it, but he's right. Yeah. Right. And so it was really a matter of how do I put all that together? Right. And then I look at economics as liar's paradise, right? And then I said, how do I fix economics? Right. Well, once I know that, I can fix law. Right. Right. And so it was just one thing after another. Well, let's talk about fixing economics and fixing law. Uh, hot topic with many Federal Reserve. I definitely see it as a, a big problem. Yet you brought something up, kind of like, well, let's just compete around them. Let's, would it be the Treasury issues credit? You talked something about extending or issuing well, credit. Well, I mean, the Federal Reserve's problem is that it's not, it's a private bank for private families that's raping and pillaging our people, right? Exactly. I mean, th that's the problem with it. So if, if you went uh, I mean, they have a monopoly. Yeah. Think of this way. The Federal Reserve is a bunch of families that have a monopoly on the distribution of credit. Exactly. Right? I mean... Of which the interest is paid, every dollar that is issued is borrowed from this entity. But it's us. It's borrowed from us. I get that. But, and it's also that it's a congressional power to print and mint money. Why has that been deferred or given to a private corporation? It should have been our own oh, US Treasury. Yeah, but that, that's taking it to a moral stance, and I'm just making a pretty obvious one. It's a freaking monopoly that extracts rents. I mean, it's not complicated. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't have to get to the moral side of it. Okay, it's, good. it's just yeah. criminal. So, <laughs> whether it's moral or not, it doesn't, I don't get that far. It's just criminal. I, I think the reason why it, it's one of those topics that's still in the forefront, Ron Paul took a run at it with Audit the Fed. 
Meaning that he brought it, he bubbled Well, it because Ron Paul's trying to save private money, and there's no reason you have the right to appreciation in currency. There's no, there's no moral, because you didn't make that. Right. That's an unearned rent as well. Well, it's also not accounted for by them. It's accounted for, paid back by the uh, American taxpayers. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. my view is, that if we have this new technology called, uh, which is shares in the state, which right. shares in the economy, right. if we can sell shares in the economy digitally, I'm buying. Well, I'm buying. I yeah. mean, because it's the best freaking thing you could invest in. Because it's the you're, hardest. You're buying into the productivity of people. Of people. And, right. But the difference is, then the interest is theirs. Right. Right. I mean, that's the problem. Why is why is trillions being extracted? from our people for no reason. And I'm like, well, I mean, some people want to go into the government. I'm like, I want the opposite effect. I want to go to the people so they keep the government as small as possible. Exactly, yeah. How, what does that look like? So that's kind of getting over from problems into solutions because I think some of the most solid things that are coming out recently from Uber is a proprietarian version of the Constitution, yep. a total overhaul of the courts, yep. and then a third thing. Over, overhaul of money. Of money. Yeah. So all of these platforms seem like they would be acceptable to centrists left and right. They are. That's why I said there's a difference between doing the work to understand the problem to create the Constitution, which is what I use all you folks for, right? right. Is you're my research. <laughs> you're my guinea pigs. Right. <laughs> what was that look? What did that look? That was a, what was that look beating? It's Yes, yes. So, but you know, that's I don't have a classroom. Yeah. I don't have. I'm not. I, I can't interview. But the most, the I get this amazingly honest answers yeah. when I ask King of the Hill questions. Right. right? Yeah. People show demonstrate their preference in extraordinary passion. Yeah. And so you, you, you it's yeah. like the best re way to conduct research in the world because you can survey people and they'll lie all day long and virtue signal and they can't even help it. But I mean, you create a king of the hill problem and all these heavy actors get involved and they fight yeah. and it produces evidence. Well, so now if I want to know how to talk about a thing, I just start a king of the hill game and I fight it and I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't work if I say it that way. What if I say it this way? Try it this way. Okay. What if I turn it sideways and pitch it this way? And what's wrong with you? And you can't run them in sequence. You have to, you have to space them, right? So that people, uh, so people don't cool off on something. Or? That they don't see it. They yeah. cool off. Yeah. Cool off or, or stay engaged or yeah. get re-excited. Right, right. Yeah. And so you, pl you stage these little games and I just sort of do it in my head. Is that long enough now? You know, <laughs> Uh, so I just start this game, and then what happens is I get all these, uh, over time I get my argument from this big down to, if I'm lucky, I can get it down to a nice analytic yeah. statement, or, a, or you know, I get it down to something really memorable that, that goes right to the point, right. and people can remember, and I do that, that through that process of working online with everybody, but that's different from saying, is is propertarianism what we want people to understand? Well, no, that's for us, right? I mean, we're the geeks. What do people need to understand? Here's a set of policies, this constitution, and all this shit that's happening that makes you angry, that makes you feel used and abused, because you are, um, <laughs> it's good, we can make it go away. The only difference is I need a million of you to show up. Right. If a million of you guys will show up, this will get done, and this will be done, because there's no way, even though everybody knows, criminal justice reform needs to happen, prison reform needs to happen, right. uh, monetary reform, fiscal, fiscal reform, everybody knows all of these reforms, constitutional reform, uh, everybody knows these things have to reform, but there's no way to get them through. And so the only way we can do it is do what everybody else has done in British history, which is say, okay, we're having our, we're having our, 
a renegotiation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be prepared when the time is right. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is, you, 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 if you don't aren't prepared, then you're just bitching. Do we? Uh, do you see a pathway uh, through? Like, do we want to do a constitutional convention? Do we call call for that? No, because then you're just giving all the powers the power. You, you kind know? of you've handed over. You've the, handed over the, the, and then you've legitimized it, right? Of the what I think we do is we go up and say this. this we is do what it is. we do with our the what the founding fathers did. Here's the fucking deal. Yeah. Take it or take it or leave it. If you leave it, then we just kill a lot of you. I mean, it's real, <laughs> personally, I'm not sure which is better. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm okay with either alcohol. <laughs> Me, I got a million guys here. Yeah. You don't. You've got 50,000 cops. Right. <laughs> half, of which, half of which agree with us. Right, exactly. 70%. Uh, so when I uh, was introduced to your work, one of my kind of, hmm, I don't particularly like that part, was there was a, a I felt a bias or maybe a, a reveling of aristocracy. Now, before you jump no, in no, here. No, it's okay. Um, I did, first didn't understand it. Of course. Right. <laughs> but I will say that one bias that has continued along the way is that some of the elites, whatever the percentage is, is obviously turned to the dark arts of yes. parasitism and lies. Well, that's because what does aristocracy mean? It means it means every doesn't mean upper class. It means the pyramid of guys from the top to the bottom right. who take responsibility for society by the demonstrated merit of their actions. Right? That mer aristocracy just means meritocracy. Okay. Right? That's all it means. Now, there are people who are, if our leader of our society today, who's in the market, who's out the market mm -hmm. as a parasite, and who's out the market as a parasite on the high end, right? I mean, I mean do you think colleges are run by our are non-parasitic at this point? I mean, is there any, uh, I mean, is, how many people in the government? I mean, go, yeah. you, if you haven't been to the Washington, D.C. area today and seen how those people live compared to how the American people you tell me that they're not parasites. Well, um, they are, you know? So if I would say, say, what about the financial sector? I mean, we, we know how many trillions of dollars they're extracting from our yeah. ordinary ordinary people who can't afford to have families. Right. right? They're extracting trillions. They can't even have a single parent family well, anymore, you, you which can. is a, a big point. Right. So, so we need to bring that So back. I want to take all that and see. And I, I, I'm actually okay if we kill all of them. Just Delete all the elite that are, yeah. Uh, but if not they're, not, they're not aristocracy. They're just rent seekers. Okay. Right. So aristocracy is some general. Right? Who, like, you know, Colin Powell or, uh, or Nora Schwarzkopf or... Do know, I need to clarify to, like, is there a true nobility out there then? Or, sure uh, there are. There are noble families out there. Frickin' the Curzon. The Curzons are noble families still in, in, uh, in the UK. Yeah. Um, I should probably name them. That's not fair. But, I mean, in America we have... We have I mean, the Bushes were an aristocratic family. So what I'm, I'm seeking is allies in this as well. So we, we have problems. We have our solution. We have a platform. We have the line in the sand. It, is it possible to bring these? Well, yeah, we, because we start with the problem. Again, let's go back to the problem. The, the problem I had to create in order to get to the end, which is I had to talk about proprietarianism. But does it matter? 
No, it's just the research and development program to get to the Constitution. It's a methodology it, for applying the scientific method to social <laughs> sciences. <laughs> no, they don't need to understand that. They need to understand, here's the Constitution, here's what it does to you, and by the way, when they try this shit again, you yeah. get to count. <laughs> good, good. So, so the research and development program is what you guys are following me through. Yeah. But the people in the mainstream... I mean, you can't, I mean, I can talk to, uh, uh, give me a room with Democrats, and I'll say, here's the Constitution I'm putting up. The one thing you're not going to like is it's going to fund the military and keep guns around. Aside from that, you're going to get all this stuff. They're not going to say no. Right. I mean, I know because we try. You go up to a cop and ask a cop, if we change this to this, what would you say? They say yes, because it's going to restore order. Right? I mean, too many of their brothers in the, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. or at, at risk. Because he's he's in the middle where he has no authority and all the responsibility and he has all the risk. He's yeah. screwed. Wow. You look at our soldiers. Down our soldiers that. are walking around with eighty pound packs. Yeah. You know what they really need? A forty pound pack. You know, a thousand rounds of ammunition. Right. Uh, uh, you know, and to be able to call in artillery and some motorcycles. They know that. Everybody knows. We had these lightweight jeeps, you know. We had lightweight. You threw your, you threw an extra thousand rounds in the back of the thing. You went through the deep in the fucking bushes, or you carried it in the sand, and you went and did your stuff, and you drove back home. Now what do we do? We put people in freaking targets, right? And we make them carry eighty-pound packs, and we have, and they have to be built like Arnold Schwarzenegger to get through the day. Yeah. You know, it's like it's fucking stupid. You know, and everybody knows you can't reform the military, right? Yeah. Everybody knows the American forces are one war away from losing the Navy. Everybody knows this. And can you fix it? I didn't know. You didn't know that? Now I know. <laughs> Where did you find her? Yeah. Out on the lava field. Then go seek the lava fields. <laughs> you find the good ones in strange places, don't you? You sure do. Yeah. Anyway, um, twenty trillion, roughly, unaccounted for, Department of Defense. Oh, that's not really true. That's not. No. Um, Half. Or they just can't show those numbers. I, uh, let me put it another way. It doesn't fucking matter. What matters is that. It didn't go to pay down your and my and my mother's and my cousin's marriage um, like, uh, mortgages. Because what I said and what Galbraith said, Galbraith died and we might have gotten progress on it. Uh -huh. Just take it all. Take all. Do you want to spend $4 trillion instead of on that, pay down everybody's mortgage? Which, if you do that, the entire economy, world economy, will not slip. Hmm. I mean, I was, I'm nobody, right? But it was obvious to me, right? It was obvious to Galbraith, and he's a freaking leftist. He was leftist. So it encourages uh, home ownership and encourages well, that's investment the, ownership. That's what the boom was. Yeah. The, the bubble was that. So get rid of the bubble, right? And no, the government doesn't want to do that. Well, no, you know why? Because that means all the people who are sitting there collecting rents off those fake mortgages, right, right uh, get deprived of income. Right? Special, right? right. So I mean, people are getting fucked. They've been fucked for a long time. It's one thing to let our people get fucked a little bit after World War II when we were, uh, we were the, they were benefiting from the, being the only industrialized country left standing. 
but it, it's, we've been fucking them over since the 70s, mm-hmm. right? And ever since the 90s, we've been giving the third world gratis. I mean, yeah, people don't even realize that, you know, when you, the recent stuff is cheap for you to get on Amazon, for example, is because the Chinese government pays the shipping costs in the United States. Right now, you think about just what that difference is. Right, for you know, you put or Amazon doesn't pay taxes, except that those taxes don't go to local businesses anymore, and they wonder why we can't maintain local policies. Right. So, all of these problems, these are not unsolvable, difficult. Yeah, I know. That's a constant theme for you. They're not unsolvable. They're not unsolvable. All these problems are solvable. The problem is democracy is is an inhibitor to the solution to material problems created by democracy. So, the, you know, this is... The, it's a bug. It's a, it's, it's a bug. It's a hard bug. And, and so this is what's happening in all the world. I mean, you know, they, 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 they up the government in the West has been captured by the postmodern left movement, the social democratic movement, and they're trying to continue using the United, the United States economy and average white Americans to fund the, uh, the expansion of liberalism in the world to a world that doesn't want it and has figured out, wait a minute, the Chinese Russian method works better. Right. Now, I know you've clearly said plenty of times you don't hate anybody. Uh, so, ha- I... I love people. It's a flaw. <laughs> How do you... Uh, I know you spoke to immigration issues and we've been doing this drive and we've certainly seen towns, uh, uh, cities, mostly cities, inundated with immigrants and... Go home. Go home. That's the answer. Either go home or die. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be that. I mean, there's things you've got to be clear about. Yeah. We're not going to be invaded. The re- go home and force your government to do what we have done. If you want our, you want our protection. You want then hire us to rule you. Yeah. If you hire us to rule you, there's. I mean, we. Do you know how many lawyers we have? Right. We have like one lawyer for every 300 people. Right. Now, what do you really need? One lawyer for about every 3,000. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, take the, some lawyers with you. Just take. Oh, seriously, I mean, t- take take five thousand lawyers, replace your judiciary. We offered this to Ukraine. Oh, wow. We offered to pay for their judiciary, which was, is what was necessary to get rid of the trouble there. Yeah. And they won't do it because the because the trouble the, the, pays the, the, for the other exactly. trouble. Yeah. So why don't we just take? I'm just make, I'm using this as a, sometimes people uh, confuse when I'm using an absurd example to show that a problem is actually solvable. Right. This is one of those things. Take ten, if you want to fix a judiciary, you want to fix a country, all it takes is 10,000 Germanic people, right? Because that's how we are wired. And go send 10,000 Germanic people and take over your judiciary. It will be fixed. Wow. If it isn't fixed, get 10,000 of those same people to come to your country as the sheriffs. It will be fixed. Why? Because we love this shit. We've been doing it for 5,000 years. We're the best people in the world at it. Because you know why? We just get joy out of making order. We're kind of twisted that way. That's great. Again, I'm trying to be humorous to illustrate the point that they don't need to be here, that they don't need to force us to bear the cost of their incompetence at forcing their own government to pay the cost of transformation. Yeah, I, I think that answer is so much better than the whining about the 1965 Immigration Act that was, even though true, was supposed to maintain the demographic of each state. And it's not even close. So I think there's a legal oh, yeah. argument. Obama intentionally relocated them to places where it would screw up the demographic. I mean, he did it on purpose. Right. So those people have to go. Right. I mean, you get those, especially in the South, you notice it, where you have white people who have been poor for ten, you know, eight generations, 
and, and they're, they're not taken care of, yet they build uh, $350,000 homes for, for uh, Nigerian immigrants to come over, who, who will turn it into a, a Sharia law zone as soon as they get a chance. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, uh, you know, the problem we have to get to is there is no solution left but action. Right? Not like Brenda Terry's action, although I'm not going to dismiss uh, that. Uh, the, the answer is a million of us show up. If I, if I ask for the other leaders of the right, a million of us show up. This is a constitution. A million people show up. That's day one, and it's over. Yeah. They can't do anything about a million of us. And you go from there, a million of us show up, There's, we have the moral license, we have the document that describes... You, you cannot disagree with the constitution I put together unless... You are interested in the genocide of our people. Or parasitism and lies, uh, profiting from disorder and chaos. And frankly, if you are, then we have moral license to end you. Right. And I'm perfectly happy. I have no problem with that. And, and I, I say that on purpose because I want it out there. I want to, I'm not pretending that it's... That you're going to shy back, like, uh, oh, we shy, don't no, want that no, or whatever. I'll be the first guy in line yeah. to pull a trigger. Because yeah. that's what makes you not have to pull the trigger. Yeah. Right. They have to be certain that if you, if the answer is even the slightest resistance, everybody's gone, and nobody. There's there's trees and ropes And we want one million men with the same level of conviction. Yeah. Although I mean, I understand up close and personal how few guys it takes to make this happen. It's really a thousand, but you need a million guys to hide in. <laughs> and the girls make a big difference too. Yeah, yeah, let's, really, let's this is really good. Girls, yeah. guys in war situations, in the road, they will do anything in front of chicks. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's add on that because um, the complimentary, one of the things that could be beautiful, what would the, what would the feminine uh, solution look like? Or if there is a, a million women or a thousand women, what can you describe what that would look like? I don't understand the question yet. Okay. I just uh, mean you need to have a body of people show up. A yeah. million people. You need a million people. Like, a million people is unstopped. I mean, really? I mean, it'd be nice if you had... You, what are you going to do with five million people in, in, in a major city? Well, it's more than the freaking city, right? Yeah. You can't feed them. A, a million people, well, you can feed them, right? I mean... What I'm getting at, sometimes the moral license or the approval, the acceptance, the encouragement, the cheerleader comes from the women. Uh, the men, obviously, we can make decisions. I'm just saying... What would we be looking for? Uh, Don't get that. Well, no. I, I uh, women have to not be afraid. They don't have to be uh, actors. It's not. I mean, I, right, right. It, it, I wasn't speaking for them to be. Well, I'll, I'll speak to. It. So of the orgasm, rally, ridicule, gossip, shame, moralizing, that they understand it, they either know how to play that against the bad actors or, like, largely they could do that, uh, meaning that they are complementary to our efforts as well. Yes. Like, I, I'm seeing that. Um, well, the is you have to give it to women in, moral, in those terms. So they can use it. I, I'm, that's not a skill I have. Right? Or they're just as strong as a truth seeker. You know, yes, yes, that, yes, that yes. they know that the system's not working. They, they know that they don't want to do... Uh, they certainly don't want to give their beauty to a parasitic elite. And they've seen their beautiful girlfriends go get sucked into a lifestyle no, that not, destroys I, them. I, uh, I get very... I have to think in very big numbers. Okay. Here's the reality is uh, women can't... Uh, 
men can't earn incomes, can't form families, women can't stay at home and take kids if they want to, or they can't have the luxury of working as entertainment rather than necessity, right? They can't, right? You're, uh, uh, so I don't, I just look at it as do you want to have, do you want to restore the family? Do you want to restore civilization? If you do, great. If you're a leftist, you don't want to, go to one of the coasts, because otherwise you're not going to be here. Yeah. Because we just had enough. Yeah. I mean, and this is one of the arguments is that, you know, if you, this is the, I mean, everybody talks about this day because the researchers come around, uh, especially out of the Nordic countries, and everybody talks about it, which is that the more uh, freedom we have, the more we, we diverge and fulfill our gender and class interests. So if what's happened is the, what we've done is we've become wealthy enough as a civilization that the people who want to live collectively, femininely, and the people who want to live familiarly, right, they can split, and they can develop the commons they want. Now, if they do, we know that the left is going to starve to death. That's okay with me, right? Yeah. Um, we, we know what happens to them, so that's okay. Let them go. But they're not going to take down the great middle, which is the miracle of Western civilization, is we produced a majority middle and nobody else did. Right? Right. Um, and so I'm not, they're not going to let you feed off us while you fulfill your little dream uh, of spending other people's childbearing, earning years, retirement years, whatever, for your cons- own consumption and your own virtue signaling. Perfect. I don't know if it's perfect, but it's true. Yeah, bring this to a close. Are you trying to shut us up? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Our, t- our timing's pretty good, though. I have a chocolate tasting in a few hours. You have a chocolate? I'm hosting a chocolate tasting tonight. If anybody's in the Boston area on July 3rd. <laughs> All right, guys, I enjoyed this. Most of our podcast has been around 40 minutes, so this is perfect. I, I love hearing you guys chat. I'm not trying to end that. Yeah. There will be more. <laughs> All right, good stuff. I think we covered problems. Thanks, solutions. thanks for it was a lot of fun. Yeah, really really good to was. see you guys. You're both amazing.